Hello there, this is John Marsh and you're listening to another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. In school, one of the classes that I took was English. It later became known as World Literature, or we called it World Lit. Mostly, we studied different novels and play, things like Death of a Salesman and Oedipus the King, that kind of stuff. There were some powerful tools that they tried to teach us in this class, and of course, each of which we or I learned to a different extent. Some a little bit okay, some not so great. The first one, of course, was speaking. So you'd read the book and then you'd get up and you'd talk about the book, you'd speak about it, articulate your point, articulate something that you took away from the text. The second, of course, was writing. And obviously these ones started earlier as well, but here it was creative writing. So writing a story, coming up with something and then expressing it in the written word. And then the third, which was a little bit more nuts and bolts, and I think was actually taught in the IT class back then, was touch typing uh, using the good old program. It was called Mavis Beacon, for those who remember. So now I pretty much ignored these things except for using them as was needed for the task at hand. I didn't really think about the implications of them and kind of just carried on. Of course, they were also used extensively in the rest of studies after school, went into an engineering degree. And effectively, if you don't have to finger type, it certainly makes creating and producing a thesis a lot easier. So it did help. But another thing happened, and in my third year of study, I started to see something come through and a little bit of a difference between some people who had this background and others who didn't. And it ended up leading to the creation of a little bit of a side business. I created a little bit of freelance work for myself where I effectively was helping people, mostly international students, learn to articulate their message more clearly, whether that was in their written projects, in their theses, or in their speeches. So effectively, I was an editor. Uh, But I would also sit with them and talk to them and try to understand what it was they were trying to say. So it wasn't just the line editing at the end of the uh, production or the end of the publication. It was the editing or the kind of copy editing that would happen earlier on. See, what would happen is we would ultimately have to present our work. Not all the time, not in exams, obviously, but when we had a project. And what would happen is the kids would stand up and they'd go to present their thesis. And a lot of them would simply ramble through this kind of haphazard presentation. They'd have a slide deck running PowerPoint, each slide filled with text and images. All the while they were speaking and trying to essentially present their project so that they could get the mark and pass. In the crowd though, you know, we were 20, I was 20 at the time, maybe 21 at the end. We would strain trying to understand what these theses were about and what their point was. And and to start it off, the topics were super complicated. Um, you know, things like computational fluid dynamics study of the airflow over the back section of a Formula One car with different wingtip variations. 
just super niche stuff like that really dry things and usually with a a bias towards computational work and and, um, computer work so really dry there were complex ideas and you got to remember that at for, at a worldview level for us, yes, we were in the course, yes, we were invested in getting the marks, and we were somewhat interested and had empathy for these other kids and other students who were going through the same thing as us. We weren't incredibly interested in this stuff at a deeper level. There were waves to be had. There were you know things happening that Thursday night. Uh, there was lots going on. Where were we going to you know go for our next meal or who was doing the shopping? All of these things were coming into play. We weren't overly interested in each other's work. Yes, we needed the mark, but we had other problems in life as far as we were concerned. But what I noticed was a really interesting difference. And there were kids who could talk about their project. There were kids who could talk about their project. And then there were students who could not talk about their project. Yes, they could talk and yes, they could speak. And the, the subject was the project. But the, the effectiveness was very low. They weren't able to express it very easily. And for those that could, we as the listeners in the crowd could resonate. And this was whether the idea was high level or not. Even if it was a simple project, we were able to follow along. And that was basically the point. The ones who could speak about their project, we were able to come on that journey with them. And for those who could not, we were not sold. We, we didn't. We weren't able to understand, and so therefore we couldn't buy into their idea. We couldn't buy into their assertion or the point they were trying to make or their point of view because we couldn't follow along. So it was really difficult to understand the point of the whole thing. And I realized that this was happening in the written work as well, in the written presentation. In our final year, we all got teamed up in groups of six. We had to design an aircraft, and the one we had to design was a regional uh, domestic aircraft and when I say design using the word loosely effectively what we did was uh, we had some specifications that we had to meet and then our main job was to go through kind of this design process but really it's kind of taking steps to make sure that you're 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 outlining an aircraft that uh, meets specs so we're not really talking about um, innovation or idea generation type stuff. It's pretty, pretty plain vanilla and kind of going through textbook type work and really a practice about following the steps and calculations. But anyway, we got this thing designed and, had, and the models all got made up. So it was presented physically in a scale model that was CNC machined. And then uh, through spoken word, we'd get up and talk about the project. And then obviously through the written project as well. And... The way we did it is we each wrote a chapter. But what I realized, because I was a compiler, I went to put the project together, and what I realized was half of them were barely legible. The spell check had had been run, the, the words were coherent, but the messaging was off. It was not easy to understand what the point was that they were trying to make. And I realized that ultimately we weren't gonna get marked fairly on our design if our idea wasn't sold well or pitched well through the written and spoken word to the people we were seeking to reach who you were the professors or the markers or the lecturers if people couldn't understand our work how could we expect to get a good mark even if the work was amazing this episode today really is in response to a question that i get quite often and that is should i start a podcast 
Or put another way, this episode is around effectively why I think you should start a podcast. In the Access Potential Academy program that we run, the whole second module is called Connection, Expression, Articulation. So it's pretty clear that I'm in favor of this stuff. And today I'm going to break down a few reasons why. So the first one is the practice of creating, the practice simply of putting something out there, putting a project out into the world. And in an era when most people are sitting behind the screen, simply scrolling, flicking through, you know, liking, leaving some comments, but really not sharing, really not creating something of much interest or something that could create actual change, the ability to put something out into the world with a specific ship date, a buy-win, stick to that, and then cultivate a consistent practice around this project, and in this case, the creation of the podcast, is super powerful, and it's a transferable school skill that I think crosses over to a lot of other areas and can be really helpful. The second point is gonna come back to these poor students who we spoke about who weren't able to articulate their message. So. We have this module, this idea of connection, expression, articulation, and really this is a shift from me sitting here on my own to you and I sitting shoulder to shoulder. And when we do that, when we come into the space of communion, it opens up the door for communication. And when we open up the door for communication, we get to then zero in on our content. And through this step-by-step process, communion, communication, and content, we allow ourselves to start to talk about the change, the change that we want to make. What's our point of view? What's the whole point? What are we trying to do here? What are we trying to make better? When we create a podcast, what we're really doing is finding the perfect platform to practice this connection, expression, articulation process. So when we look back at the people who were presenting their theses, effectively what was going on was they weren't able to express and articulate their point of view or their assertions despite spending 12 months of hard work. And in the end, they weren't able to make the sale, even though in this case it was simply the sale of an idea. They weren't able to convince us of what they found or of their results. And the same is true for us today, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's in our business with our clients or with our colleagues or friends. When we're trying to enroll somebody or a group of people into a change that we want to make, into coming with us on a journey of some sort, it always comes back to the expression and the articulation, to our ability to talk about the project and not just talk about it, but talk about it in a way that lands powerfully with the people we're trying to reach. So of course we need the empathy, but also the ability to express and to articulate. So of course, ultimately this leads us into other areas such as the sales process, but whether you're looking to be speaking from a stage on climate change or talking about an event you wanna create with your friends or trying to convince your partner to join you to compete in the marathon next year, it ultimately comes back to not just understanding the worldview of the audience, but this idea of 
the spoken word, practicing the connection, practicing the expression, and practicing the articulation. So a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about the feedback process, and we've also spoken about the concept of distribution in the daily daily blog episode. Through the podcast, not only do we have the practice as we did back in the day with a tape recorder, but now we have the ability to distribute it and get feedback a lot more quickly from our target audience and we can then take that feedback forward with us into the next episode so really we have this perfect training ground for this expression and articulation process now let's look at the last reason for today there's many more but the last one we're going to cover in this episode is this concept of contribution So through contribution or this creation of gifts, uh, in this case it would be content or the spoken word in a a podcast, through contribution towards the people who we want to serve, the people who we're connecting with, we are able to add value. We're able to assist in the transformation and in the education of these people and help them get where they're looking to go more quickly. When we can do that, when we can assist in this transformation process through something like a podcast, could be a blog as well, could be a number of different things, we're able to add value. And when we do this, we increase what's known as trust and attention. And this is a concept that comes from Seth Godin, someone who I speak about quite regularly. And effectively, when we increase trust and attention, it makes it easier to go through sales process later on and it basically allows us to connect the tribe more powerfully and effectively build an audience which is super helpful in the long run if you are looking to run this in business or you know alongside your freelance work or if you're a practitioner or a teacher or a coach so sometimes people would say look i'm working i'm not working in a field with anybody or i'm simply doing work that's you know physical with people face to face I don't need to do these things I don't need to be able to express and articulate that well or I don't need a podcast great so the thing is yeah maybe you're number one or two in your field in the area the small area you're at what's happening is that someone else is coming through or they've already come through and they're as good as you or very close to it in skill set for your field so effectively a competitor and at the same time they've chosen to start to create these gifts this this uh, these contributions perhaps in the form of a podcast perhaps something else and they're contributing to their audience so while it may be true that you only see your client or your audience face to face for the exchange of the product or service once a week or once a month, whatever it may be, we need to remember that currently Australians are spending around 46 hours a week at screens and that's not including all the incidental screen time on phones, things like that. 75% of Australians don't let their phone leave their side ever. And it's not really that we're living in this offline, online world anymore. The majority of people are simply living online they're simply connected at all times so what this means is while you may be focusing just on the face-to-face time there are opportunities to connect contribute and educate and transform your target audience or your niche 
or whoever you want to work with while they're driving to work, while they're walking home, where they're already engaging with content online anyway, and you have a space or opportunity to come through and be of service. So the tricky thing now is that the skill set, we of course still need the skill set for our trade or practice or whatever we're doing, whatever we're teaching, but at the same time, someone else is coming through with that same level of skill and they're going to contribute in this other means as well. And when push comes to shove, when we look at things like trust and attention, that's the one who's able to contribute towards the transformation overall the most, who's going to have the highest level of trust and attention, and it's going to be a great asset for them in their business. So those are the top three. We've got firstly, this ability to create projects, ship them out. This is a huge asset and a great skill set that is transferable to all of our work and a lot of other areas of life. Number two, we have the super powerful concept of practicing the ability to connect, express, and articulate. And this is really helpful going forward, whether we want to write a book, whether we want to create a video series, whatever it is we want to do, even in sales or marketing, wherever it may be, this ability to express and articulate eventually becomes really important. And then finally, number three, from a business perspective, as we move towards this posture of generosity, it allows us to contribute more to the people that we're connecting with and allows us to help them in their process of transformation and their journey, even outside of the time that they might be spending with us face-to-face, if that's the type of business that we're in. So just to finish off, a couple of caveats or things worth mentioning around the podcast, of course, it's pretty clear, I think everyone should do one, uh, but there are a couple of considerations. The first one would be, my personal view would be to start a blog either before or alongside the podcast, purely because if we're going to practice the spoken word, then it makes sense to practice the written word. And when we look at something like sales, when we look at marketing, the ability to create copy and write and articulate in both mediums is really powerful. From these two, we're able to create video content, we had to create any type of digital asset or really any type of project that we like going forward. So that's the first consideration is maybe a blog once a week or you know more frequently if you like. The second consideration is this doesn't need to be published under your name. This could be anonymous. You could go through this process just to do it, just to practice speaking, just to practice finding your voice, just to practice expressing your point of view and making an assertion, going through the process. And then the final consideration is, as we touched on in the third point, this concept of generosity and this concept of creating these gifts for the people. There's no direct trade here. There's no financial incentive up front to create something like a podcast or a blog. We don't do these things because there's a payoff. And in particular, straight away in the short term or medium term, you'll do one episode, nothing will happen. You'll do 100 episodes, nothing will happen. You might do this for years and nothing will likely happen. However, if you take one version of you and you don't do any podcast, you never try, and you take another version and the other version practice this for a year, perhaps once a week, whatever it might be, you know, 50 episodes, 
through the practice of the expression, the articulation, through shipping out projects, through talking about something that is important to you and making assertions, you're going to be in a far more powerful position to create the change you want one year from now, having gone through that process. As I talked about in the daily blog episode, the process of creating, the process of dropping these out and expressing yourself over time is going to be transformative and is very powerful and will most likely have a return for your business. So that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this one on why you should create a podcast. If you know of anyone who might be interested in this or creating their own podcast or got any questions on this episode, send them to John at johntmarsh.com or forward the episode to anyone who may be interested. That's it for today. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you next week. Now go make yourself an episode. See you then.